going on, Sean? Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the top-down perspective. Ooh! We've entered the terrible twos or something? Like, what? Huh? See? Because toddlers... Uh, I, I see what you did there. That's yeah, like, okay. like kids, see? It's like we're a little, you know, we're are teething. They, are they bad at... As, an, as, a, as a parent, Nathan, please tell me, is that when it's bad? Uh, yeah, they can start walking around and knocking over stuff, so... That's what I'm told. I have I have small cousins upstairs, but other than that, I'm not near infants very often. But yeah. I think our, our actual birthday is the 29th of January. Okay. So mark it on your calendar for next year. I think it is, at least. But, um... Send in pictures cool of thing cakes. I did last week. Oh, okay. Is I was able to find the file for the first episode and put it up. Now is that the first like? Is it? What do we talk about on that one? I didn't. I didn't listen to it. Oh, okay. Um, I think John. So I remember like the first Skype thing we did was like really awkward. Yeah, so it, was it was also like, like three plus hours long. There was weird right, delays. And I don't think we ever put that up. I think we decided that was a good like practice. Okay. So right. I'm wondering if like that's what you meant, or if the first real. No, one. this is the first one that it was up on Jellycast. Oh yeah. So you could yeah. listen to it, but you couldn't. Oh man, download I forgot it. we were even on that site. Yeah, we were on that for two two weeks because of Nathan's recommendation. See, because Ricky Gervais was the guy; he was using it. Well, you can't listen and... to him anymore, cause, right? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's selling audiobooks now, so he got out of the podcasting game. But anyway, I was finally able to get the file off of that site by opening up, like, the source code for the site and finding a URL, and then... Yeah, it was silly. You could... They had... A, there was a link there to get the second episode, but not the first one. Anyways, I got the first one, and I put it up, so if you go back into our archives, you can find that first episode and listen to it, if you would like. It's Just not for, very good. Yeah, for contrast, and see how far we've come in the Yeah, but I know a lot journey. of people had, were, had always been emailing and being like, where's the first episode? Why, I want to listen to all of them. Oh, and you started raising the hype on, like, big surprise coming, and you're just like, it's not that big. It's Yeah, because then okay. some people were like, oh, man, I can't wait. And I was thinking, like, oh, crap, this isn't really that <laughs> that impressive. What have I done? Yeah, you Please gotta watch what you say. Please lower your expectations. It's just an old episode. I dusted it off, and here you go. But, yeah, there you go. What day is it today? 7th. Oh, okay. It's February seventh. Yeah, I, I don't have the right monitor showing me what day it is. Okay, yeah, February seventh. <laughs> not showing in the bottom right. Or well, no, because I my primary monitor is a TV at the moment, and my secondary monitor is has all the computer stuff on it, and that oh, one doesn't okay. have the stuff in the bottom right. Only the primary one does. That makes sense. Hey, did you guys get the Groundhog Day news or six uh, no. more weeks of winter? I thought it was early spring. Really? I, I don't Ball know. Zach I Billy. Saw, I saw bad winter. Oh, okay. I was under the impression so wait, Balzac did get Billy the good one or the bad one? saw his shadow, and that's good? Okay. For me, I guess it's... Okay, I, I like it when winter's almost done. Like, I want summer as fast as possible. So, yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. But That's what's happening, and John's saying that's not what's happening? Yeah, I heard that it was, it was... We're getting six weeks of winter. There's multiple groundhogs reporting on this, though. This so. might be different locations. Maybe right. we got lucky. Our local one, who turns out is actually just a dude in a costume, which I found out and kind <laughs> Wait, of... Wait, what? Balzac Billy is just a costume. It's like Wait, a... Wait, what is it called? What's his name? Balzac Billy. That's not even Calgary. What are you talking about? I know, about? but that's our local, lo- like, closest regional groundhog. 
It's just north Out of, of here. The entire city of Calgary, our closest groundhog. Yeah, is he's the closest. He's the guy I go to anyway. He's he's the one I listen to. And if I just found out this year that it's actually Balls just like Billy will never steer you wrong. Yeah, but it's just it's just like a mascot outfit. It's just a costume. So, That's so does funny. he at least emerge from the ground? I I am assuming there's some local goofy festival. Is, is he or like Santa Claus? Does he give out gifts? I don't. Th- I think he. I think it's just like you know, hey, show up down at the park and have some cocoa or something. And, We'll joke around and about watch winter. him emerge from yeah. Some kind maybe of maybe local, maybe a local band so plays wait, or something. Wouldn't he always really sure. see his shadow? Like, wh- why wouldn't he? Uh, d- clouds, I guess. Right, like it's overcast. You can't see your shadow. Oh, okay. Is I that guess. how it works? I've never looked into the. I, I, I'm basing half of this off of that Bill Murray movie too, so I don't really. That's where I'm like getting kind of how this is supposed to go down. In that movie, there's a real groundhog. And he's in a cage and everything. So, John, but, why are you saying the opposite of what Nathan's saying? Because that's just what I read. I didn't actually go out and look at it. I just okay. got a report on my Twitter. I was like, yeah, Groundhog. Oh, where weeks. was that person from? Unconfirmed Twitter reports. Yeah, was this Punks to Tony Phil? Because he's still the authority as far as I'm concerned. But, I don't know. That's the movie one. He's the guy from the movie. Anyone seen that movie? Yeah, Groundhog Day. Okay, good. they drive. Hey, you know what? Speaking of groundhogs, like, off a cliff. Speaking of groundhogs, fudge hogs. Fudge hogs are pretty great. Fudge hogs are fantastic. You're right. Sorry, I undersold f- fudge hogs. Yeah, but you know what are better than fudge hogs? Uh what? Horse stachios. What about pistachios? What? Horse stachios way better than fudge hogs. Okay. I've not heard of either of these things. We- what? Maybe the fudge hogs. Are they kind of like turtles in a way? No. No, they're hedgehogs mixed with fudge. Okay. John's not getting the illusion here. What are you talking about, Sean? I'm talking about Viva Piñata. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were talking about actual like candies, generation. like turtles and stuff Yeah, like no. John, what you're thinking of is you go to Purdy's, there's these hedgehogs. Yeah. They're, they're chocolate. They're really That's good. That's what I was thinking of. Right. Those are actual fudge also hogs. not as good as a fudge hog. Right. Those are living, sentient chocolatey Pinatas, filled yeah. things. And yeah, what's so. so great about the Horstachio is he's just full of himself and will flex for you. Mm-hmm. And he's also on the front of the game. Yes, that's true. Even the alternate box I have, he's still there. So Yeah, and he's like kind of 3D-ish? Uh, no, you have like the first box, right? I have the, the second the run. The real box, the good yeah. one. Yeah, I have the bad one, and it just has a bunch of them hanging out there. There might be a Fudge Hog on the cover, though. I'm going to go look. I don't think so. Maybe on like the sequel. But John, did you ever play? Dude, whatever. He's he's chilling here I... with the fudge hog and like some manner of fox or something. I've not played any of the games for. They're good. Me. They're really good. Rareware. Remember those guys? Yeah. Well, they weren't. I think that was after they got rid of the wear in their name when they moved oh, to Xbox. Wait. I think they were just rare at that. They point. were. Just yeah, rare. I'm looking at it now. You're right. Sorry. But speaking of rare, shareware. Mm-hmm. Which is software that you can share. Ooh. Just in case you were curious. Now you know. Have, there you go. Fun fact. Yeah. Alright. Fun fact. Have you played video games yet? I, I, I'm not sure where we were going with this actually. Yeah, I was we've been talking gonna, about games, but we're just kind of dancing around. I was going to say it. that the top down perspective is fun. Alright, there you go. Oh, finally. I already said <laughs> the date like five minutes ago. I had to hold ago. my breath that whole time. Mm hmm. February 7th, February 7th, I'm the host, Sean Booker. I've decided that. Uh, I'm joined with Nathan Rohr. 
Hi. And John Wheeler. You decided you were the host or that was your name? Uh, both, I guess. Okay. The, yeah, my parents waited till I was old enough and then asked me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> sure. Do you want our last name? <laughs> sure. Are you okay with Sean Booker, or would you prefer... Dean. I, I, don't, I don't have a funny joke, I'm sorry. There's, there's Nathan, no other uh, name you'd rather have? Uh, Kyle's a pretty good name, but I, I met a guy named Kyle who I hate, so he's kind of tainted that. So he's ruined Kyle for you. He has ruined Kyle, right? Oh. Nathan. Hmm? If you could have a different name, what would it be? If I could have a different name... Would it be Kefka? No. That is still my email, though, which is kind of... What's kind your of email? Do you, to, do you want to just announce it out? No. it's It has the word Kefka in it, though, so there Kefka you go. Kefka Lover... Yeah, Kef- Kefka Lover XO, 77. XO. Yeah. Yeah. Um 420. I don't that's a big question. I I don't I don't know what I'd go with for alternate Or is Nathan right the king of names? Yeah, I'm just kind of looking around the room for inspiration at this point. Um Okay, John, what would you rather be named? Uh I'm just thinking like what could I pull off too, you know? Like it's kind of a big well, I guess what's a name like... you, what's a name you couldn't pull off? Like I was just thinking, like Hector. Bruce no one could pull something. off a Hector. Yeah, Hector, Bruce, Dean. Why? What, what would you need to have carry... to get any either of those? Well, like I mean, Willis has kind of defined that name now. So you have to be tough and old and bald to be Bruce. <laughs> well, you could and be constantly bald. getting in trouble. Yeah, I guess I could. No, I can. I tried it one time. It looks weird. So, and I've been told it looks weird. People told me not to do that ever again. So. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. Stop. I have stop to. what you're doing and and get, get your hair back. Grow grow that hair. Just put on a hat or something and I don't know, I saw you bald. I, I didn't months. hate it. Okay, okay. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, supportive. You should do it again. Okay. Uh I I'll I'll keep mulling over it, John. Do you do you have any alternates or I like Derek's not bad. Derek. You would, okay. You'd like to be called Derek? Derek's not bad. The first bully I ever had to deal with was named Bo- Derek, but that's okay. <laughs> Jack's like, also not bad either. It's like grade I like, two. I like Jay's. Jack's pretty good. That's a good name. Is Jack short for something? You know, I, th- I think Jackie? there's some sort of Jacqueline? weird connection but to a different name, but I can't remember. Jack, it's just with the last name, though, you have to consider, too. like, Jack Roar sounds weird. To me, just Jack now. Wheeler sounds okay. Jack Wheeler sounds pretty good. How about how about Racing Wheeler? Jack Wheeler already sounds like a racer name. I feel like I should just call myself Speed Racer or Speed Wheeler at this point. Speed Wheeler. That's pretty good. Speed Wheels. Max Wheeler. I don't know. That's just name. a truck. That is the name of a truck. Max Wheeler? Yeah. Max Four Wheeler? You know, at this uh, point, like, my middle name is Bernard, and ever since playing, uh, Day of the Tentacle, like one of the main characters is Bernard. I've kind of had affection for that name, so I could just switch it and make it my main name. Does that count? What you should do is from here on out, every person you meet, introduce yourself as Bernard, and then or Bernie, you could, you could or you could, <laughs> yeah, do Bernie, do <laughs> Bernie, and shave your head. Yeah, Bernie Bernard Roar. I don't know. Bernie Bernard Roar. So you keep both the names. Right. Yeah, keep both of them. No, I don't know. I, that's just the one. Yeah, we'll go with that. Bernard Roar. Because then I'll be like that guy from that video game. So, Sean, what's your alternate names? I already kind of mentioned Kyle. Yeah, okay. So you're going with Kyle. I guess Kyle. I haven't thought of one. All right. So Kyle, one. Jack, and Bernard are here. 
We're gonna talk about video when I was games. when I was really young. Okay. I was a complete idiot, and I thought the mm-hmm. coolest name was Gage. Gage? Gage? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a name at worst. all? It's like the worst name. <laughs> okay. It's so bad. That just doesn't ring as a name at all. That's like a that and Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. Blaze just... is pretty good. <laughs> They're so bad. Blaze Booker. It's just... so yeah, bad. I feel like you're about to be in a fighting game or something. Yeah. Yeah, or a Marvel comic. Oh, yeah, I never even thought of that. Like Johnny Blaze. Isn't that a guy? You're thinking Johnny Cage. No, but isn't there a dude... Isn't... The Ghost Rider, what's that dude's name? Oh, shit. Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Blaze. Exactly. Yeah. Never mind then, yeah. There you go. That'd be that'd be pretty cool too. But okay. Names. They're pretty great. Sean, are we gonna talk about Yeah, we can move so, on. Uh Nathan, okay. what have you been playing this last week? Oh hey, thanks. Um I beat Phantom Hourglass. That video. Way to game. go, was it worth it? Uh I mean it was okay. Uh Ganon didn't show up, so it's one of those where it's like different villain. Interesting. Um, and I, I don't know, there was a whale with a eyebrow. Isn't it like Vaddy? Hmm? Is it Vaddy? Oh no, it's not that guy either, it's a totally different thing, it's like oh, this okay. weird, it's all, it's like, it's not quite like, uh, Lovecraftian or something, but it's this weird like squid demon thing, it's kind of weird, so. That sounds with, like Vaddy. With a bunch of eyeballs on it and stuff. It's called Bellum in the game. Oh, I think he's been in other stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, it was Actually, the first time John, I John would him. probably know. John? What's yeah. up? Does Bellum ring as like a Zelda villain from other stuff? B e l l u m. Not that I can think of. Okay, okay I'm, I'm trying to think who was in Minish Cap and stuff, but I, I can't. Oh, uh, that was uh, not Vati. Actually, yeah, it was Vati. I think it was Vati. Okay, I, I've definitely fought that dude a couple times, but yeah, it's first time fighting this guy. Um, I don't know. Like the last temple was okay. There, it it kind of did wind down a bit towards the end there, but I don't know. Zelda game. It, it was kind of fun. I could not roll that momentum into Link's Awakening right away, though. I'm kind of taking a bit of a break. I, I'll do that eventually. Wait, where did Link's Awakening come from? I've been meaning to play it for quite a while. Um, And it's another island-based Zelda game that kind of has to do with, like, weird stuff going on. Like, at the end of Phantom Hourglass... Oh, I guess that's a spoiler, but it's, like, five years old. There's kind of, like, a... was it, Did that even happen? I don't know. You know, there's, like, a dream possibility, but, you know, kind of... They kind of nudge you in the direction of no, that probably something weird happened. Um, I looked. I looked it up. Bellum is only from Phantom Hourglass. Okay, there you go. Um, whereas I, I've heard just weird, vague things about Link's Awakening for a while. Like there's some weird extra layer to that story or something. I, I don't know. John, have you played it? Is it good? Phantom Hourglass or which one? Uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah, no, that's my favorite Zelda. See, it's his favorite one, Sean. So I should probably check that out. But keep in mind that was like one of the first ones I played. It was like the second Zelda game I ever played. Oh, okay. What was the first I one? I thought you would just go right into Spirit Tracks. No, no, I hate the control scheme on Spirit Tracks. I meant Nathan. Oh. Oh, okay. Like roll that momentum into more DS Zelda, but Yeah, you know, just finish them off. Nah, I I don't know. That like, might be too much Zelda at once to be. Honest. Too too similar well, he, too. He's talking about another Zelda. Yeah, but it's it's different. It's an older one. It's a classic. Right? There's an egg or something on the title screen. I don't know what's going on, so I'm kind of curious. But Isn't there an egg on... Oh, wait. Link's Awakening. I kept thinking Link to the Past. Link's Awakening was my first Zelda. Oh, the Game Boy one. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes. Just clarifying. For... Yeah, okay. Um, I like Link to the Past as well, but 
I've played that one, so I'll, I'll try this other one. But anyway, I didn't end up doing that. I ended up playing a scapegoat, which is an Xbox Live indie game. Um, it costs a dollar, and for that, it's a pretty decent little puzzle platformer thing. You play as a goat, and you're in this mysterious dungeon, and you're rescuing sheep. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think really what the... Oh, you also have a mouse friend who has a magic hat that you have to get sometimes, and you can teleport around and stuff. I'm, the gameplay is kind of just get to the exit, but there's various keys and stuff, and like dudes throwing fire and all this weird stuff. Like, It's kind of neat to see the machinations of the levels just happen. I don't know. I, John, have you played that one? The scapegoat? No. I, there's very few XBLA indie games I've played, sadly. Oh, okay. Um, I know Paul has it, and he, he's a fan of it, too. But, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty neat. Um, then I messed around with Aquaria for a little bit. Um, I'm pl- I have no idea what this is. Oh, okay. This came out, like, five years ago. It was a well-regarded IGF game, I guess. Um, the host of Infinite Ammo, it's a podcast, and Derek Yu, the guy who made Spelunky, were, worked on this game. Um, okay. And it's an underwater uh, Metroid-esque kind of game. You're exploring around, getting different powers Sounds and stuff. Sounds terrible. But but you sw- the swimming isn't bad. Okay. Yeah. Because underwater, like, you've already not sold me on this. I know. Underwater's typically not well done, but this is kind of a nice... Fr- you're, it's almost like you're just flying around. Because you're just floating around, right? Um, it's, it's like parts of the way it's just... It just kind of reminds me of Little Mermaid. I don't know if that's just because there's not a lot of points of reference for underwater creatures exploring stuff and collecting things, but that, you know, I like that movie. Um, and yeah, the there's a singing mechanic in the game. Uh, I'm playing it mostly with the mouse. There is controller support, but it doesn't give you tutorials for control controls that way, so I was kind of getting confused. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed what I've played so far. I've only played 90 minutes. I just fought a boss, I guess you could say. And it's, I don't know, it's pretty atmospheric, the art's pretty nice, and I'm generally enjoying it, but, you know, there's still a lot lot more to do, so I haven't seen all of it, but I'm generally positive first impression. Um, That was $10 on Steam, I picked that up this week. Um, okay. Then I went over to Paul's house and played some Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, but I'll probably talk about that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm you don't invited. have to be coy about it. We're we're doing that for next week's virtual kill screen. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I guess I might be a guest on that, which would be nice. Yeah, I have not started playing that yet. I really should. Okay, I was playing more of it today because I have a tremendous amount of fond memories of that game. Um, yeah, I won't. I won't elaborate on how I feel about it nowadays, but uh, it's it's uh came out like 17 years ago. It's yeah, yeah. There's good things about it, though, but whatever. Apparently, that's the reason we got the prequel Star Wars movies. Oh, like that whole kind of ramp-up or whatever? I was reading about, like, the Shadows of the Empire Initiative or something. Yeah. Which was, like, a multimedia experiment in the mid-90s, and I guess it paid off. Or it resulted in special editions, right? Uh, I'm afraid it was special editions, then the prequels, but... Well, I guess it was just, yeah, part of that... Return of Star Wars thing, which I didn't realize how key of a thing it was, but yeah, it came out, and then just after that, the re-releases happened, and those did really well, and they're just like, all right, well, let's go or something. Seems to be how the story breaks down. But yeah, anyway, um, then I finally actually played that third Far Cry game. Oh, yeah, 
Um, this do, you, was, do you own it or is this at Paul's? This is just at Paul's house. I probably put in a, like two hours or something. Um, I feel like no matter what, you're going to hate it. Like, yeah. There's just nothing it can do. I certainly went in not liking anything about it. Um, coming out of it, trying to think how to... Like what have I what have I said I don't like the menu driven stuff I talk about that I don't know but a lot of menus I don't like that that's just messy like you have to go to your map go to a different screen crafting go to a different screen you're scrolling around a lot stuff like that um, stuff I did like though I mean it's just kind of the basic nuts and bolts stuff like driving around on an island um, I guess the the nature stuff's okay like the running around, seeing a bunch of pigs and goats around and whatnot. Like, the hunting demands are kind of weird, but it's kind of neat that that's just going on. Um, I guess if I have one thing new that I don't like, it is the first-person cutscenes that they do, kind of. Like, you can't, like, I don't know, it'll just kind of alternate between you being able to look around and move your head during cutscenes, and them just kind of be like, no, this is now a movie, and you're just kind of watching it, and you're always from Jason's perspective. It just makes you and Jason kind of constantly in conflict for control of what's happening, and I don't like, I, I don't know. I, you guys haven't played it, though, and I've already said a lot about it, so... Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of my... I'm surprised you played it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my like worries did come true. I haven't seen enough of Vass really to know how interesting that stuff gets. I was only when we were leaving playing another story mission. Oh, I will say hang gliding is actually pretty fun. I made it all the way across the island um, in one go, and that was pretty cool. So as long as you don't accept a story mission and you're not going to leave the mission area, you could kind of just go around, and that was kind of cool. Um, and climbing the towers, like, it's kind of weirdly arbitrary where you can climb because there's ropes there, but you don't actually use them in the animation, which really seems kind of dumb. But that's not bad. Like, you know, the whole Assassin's Creed climb up here, unlock the map thing. Um, right. it, like, it just gives but you kind person. of points of interest in the world to go and check out. Um, it kind of demands a lot of stealth, though, and I was kind of just recklessly bombing around doing stuff and you can't do that until you have a bigger health bar and more syringes of health and all this stuff so uh, I saw Paul's file later in the game and he's definitely beefed up his arsenal a lot more and that that's true of Far Cry 2 as well like I'm not sure how you go about unlocking more weapons and stuff but that was true in that game that you're very very weak until you kind of purposely set out to make that not true anymore so yeah um, so are you hooked are you going to keep playing I don't know. Like, at some point, once it's down the road a bit, maybe I'll borrow it or something, check it out a little more, see how I feel about where it ends up going story-wise and whatnot, but I don't know. It's it's still kind of... It's just kind of clumsy in some parts. Like, there was a point where I was in a first-person cutscene and I noticed a thing in the corner flashing that I could pick up, but then in the cutscene, you are forced out of that room and then you can't go back. So it's just like... Why are you teasing me with stuff I can pick up when I can't pick it up? Oh, also, there was, like, a whole portion where my backpack was full and my wallet was full, so I couldn't do anything. <laughs> like, it's just like, I can't sell this stuff because I won't be able to claim the money, and I can't pick up more things either, so I just need to throw stuff away or whatever. Like, it was just... That kind of over-encumbrance thing can kind of happen, but... I didn't get weighed down. It's more just like the game stops letting you loot, and there's loot everywhere. Like, on your map, there's just diamond marks all over the place, and you're just picking up 
boxes full of stuff. So not as bad as a Skyrim or worse than a Skyrim? Uh, it's, I don't know how I feel, like, it's kind of, they just handle it in a different way. Like, in Skyrim, there was many points where I'd just kind of drop a bunch of stuff or just kind of slowly walk to town. But here it's just like, no, you just don't get that stuff. But most of that stuff's kind of useless anyway. Like, it's like, a lot of it is literally just junk items that you sell for money. Like, it's just like, it's a ripped teddy bear or a faded photo. And they're just kind of useless, like, sur- superfluous items. Um, I guess I'm going to say, like, yeah, in terms of world interaction, it's much, it's not as interactive as Skyrim, because in Skyrim you can, like, pick up a chair and, like, move plates around and stuff like that. The world is pretty static in Far Cry 3. You can't even move bodies, which was kind of a weird thing, because I was like, oh, I killed these guys in the middle of the road, and Paul was like, you gotta get out of the road, dude, the, the other guards will see them. And I was like, oh, can I move the stuff, kind of hide what I've done? It's just like, no, you can't. Like, there's no mechanic for that. Which just seems kind of, I don't know. If it's going to be a stealth game, that's a pretty standard thing, is hiding business, but whatever. Wait, wait is it a stealth game? It, there's there's some stealth mechanics in there. Like, there's a detection meter. The one mission I was okay. doing was, like, you have to take care of these three dudes with intel, so you kind of have to sneak up on them and steal the intel from them, like, stealth kill them and take the intel without being spotted, or else they'll shoot up a flare and then you just fail. Um, I guess the conceit is they destroy said intel if they're spotted, so that's why. Right. So yeah, there's a couple missions where, yeah, if you get spotted, it's just over. Which, that that's kind of the that's kind of the thing, like, the open world, zany, fun like, funhouse aspect of the game is kind of directly conflicts with the story missions that are just like, no, follow this path, go here, do these things, which has caused some issues. Like, it's, it's kind of like the missions of Just Cause 2 were kind of crappy. Where it's just like, I don't want to shoot these guys, I just want to fly this airplane and do this stuff. And it's just like, well, yeah, but you can't do that unless you take care of this stuff first. Like, similar stuff here, but less zany mechanics, so you can't traverse the island as fast and whatever. So, I don't know. It's it's not scratching that quite the same. But, I don't know. There's, there's you know, it looks nice, so the ocean and everything. you came out more positive or um, the same... What I'm trying to think, think like how it relates to games at large. Like it's it it was kind of reminding me of like Borderlands and Dead Island in some ways. So it's like, oh okay, it's you just like, like those, those. Games. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's kind of like those games then. All right, which is kind of disappointing for me because like Far Cry Two was doing very different things, but this is again a completely different team and all this different stuff. Like it's not the same creative heads and whatever. So. Yeah, it was kind of weird expectations I went into looking at this game with, so yeah. that definitely didn't help. But um, as its own thing, I guess, it, it is kind of this weird blend of those games and Assassin's Creed, so if that sounds cool, like, alright. But, I don't know, just that some of the stuff the cool. writer said and everything kind of irritated me too, but whatever. In practice, it's just kind of ridiculous, so... But not, not so ridiculous that it's parody, though. That's where it's kind of... that aspect of his claims are kind of weird, but whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. That's a video game. Um, right, last thing, what was it? Arcadecraft, which is another... I'm hearing people talking about this. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say, it's like, I can point a specific person why I'm hearing anyone talk about this. Gary Witta is flipping Gary out about Witta. this game. Um, yeah, this is an like Xbox Live indie game. It's kind of arcade tycoon, essentially. Um, okay. And, yeah, I only played about an hour of it today, probably, if if that. Uh, How much is it? It's $3, I think. Okay. 
which like all all that indie stuff is like really weird how cheap it is. But um, yeah, it's three dollar game. I had some extra points that wouldn't get me any major games, so I've just been picking up some indie games here and there. Um, I'm trying to think what the other one was. I got a scapegoat. Oh yeah, I also got Abe and Hawkins and the A Thousand Spikes, but I haven't really played much of it yet. It I was dying a lot though. That's how that game goes. Um, but yeah, uh, arcade craft. You're just you. Your avatar is in the game. You're a manager of an arcade. Um, you buy machines. It starts in 1980. You already have a building. You have a loan, and you're just trying to kind of spiff up your arcade and make it good um, and presentable. And I guess there's popularity ratings, which seems to be the main mechanic you're trying to affect. Uh, popularity of different machines and your arcade overall, which depends on various factors, like the way the sh machines are arranged, um, how well decorated it is, and everything. Right now, I'm kind of running a bit of a dive. I only have, like, five machines and a jukebox, um, but slowly making money and whatever. Um, it seems fine. Like, I guess the the kind of chaotic sounds of the arcade are captured pretty well, like a lot of bleeps and bloops and coin clinking. That, that, and that awesome stuff. ambient noise. Yeah, there's some decent is ambient it noise. bit or something? Uh, well, it's set in the eight, like it starts in the eighties, so it's it's kind of like I, the games aren't officially licensed or anything, but I basically have asteroids in there. I but I know I mean like what invaders. you're looking at. Uh, no, it's your avatar. It's like an avatar thing. It kind of weirdly looks like um a game room, like kind of like game room a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. But more of a t like kind of an isometric top view for the most part. But you can kind of pan the camera around inside the building. But yeah, in practice, like you have a line of a bank of machines and then a bunch of little dudes standing in front of them. Like that, for those moments, it looks like the game room menus, kind of. Which is, I mean, all right. It's more functional than game room, right? Please tell me at least it's that. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's just you know managing your arcade. Like I didn't, nothing weird happened to me. Oh yeah, like in terms of weird freezing and not sync, like updating your scores and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you can't actually play any of these fake arcade games. You're just the manager. So I mean, it also just doesn't spontaneously crash, right? It hasn't. Yeah, no, it didn't crash on me. I think anything. I've been hearing stuff about it crashing. Oh, really? Um, I I don't know. I, again, I only spent an hour with it, so it it didn't do anything weird in that point in time. But I hope it saved my progress. Like I was clicking save on it and stuff. So I guess I'll check in again sometime this week and see how it's going. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't run to any issues, but. You know, time okay. time would kind of help in that judgment. Um, but yeah, it seems it seems kind of fun. I like you drain the money from the machines just by holding down a button, and the machine kind of shakes around and stuff. Uh, that I don't know something about that was kind of charming. Also, unruly customers will start freaking out and like hitting the machines and kicking them. So you have to kick that guy out. So th okay. they they just have little things you're kind of managing. That's like, kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, this machine's full, this machine would be more popular if you moved it over here, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it just, like, I don't know if there's quite enough stuff at this point in the early goings of the game to keep me fully occupied all the time, like, there's definitely a lot of sitting around waiting for money to, like, cash in, but I'm assuming once you've, like, improved your power grid, you have a full, like, 30 machines going in there, like, there's more than enough to do. Um, you're probably gonna have to sell some machines off, all that kind of stuff. Um, pay the power bill. There, there's little things going on. Um, but yeah, for three bucks, like it's it's a charming little thing, especially if you have any kind of affection for actual arcade stuff. Like that's probably what it's for, really. Like you're just like, oh man, yeah, I see. Like uh, I was seeing it getting compared to like Game Dev Story for that. Like it kind of has its own fake history of gaming. 
Okay, in it. that's charming. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, I see, this is obviously pole position, essentially, or, like, this game is their analogous thing to, um, well, like, yeah, Space Invaders and Asteroids and stuff like that, or Centipede, like, stuff like that. So, that yeah, it's alright. Three dollars. It's, it's There's not a lot going on Xbox Live Indie. Um, might as well check that out if you got a couple extra points just sitting on your balance or something. It's it's alright. Um, yeah, that's all I played this week. So, Alright, John? Alright, I only played two things. Uh, Parasite Eve, which I did for Retro Kill Screen, but I can talk about it here if you'd like, since we already did that episode. Okay. Did you talk about this last week? Um... I think it came like, up at fine. some point, and I asked about it. No, I don't think but... I started it until after our podcast. Okay, I'm just—I'm pretty sure you mentioned it because I asked, "Is this the one where there's that PSP third birthday?" And you said yes. Oh, maybe. Well, I, I've got the sheet. I've got the notes open. Give me one sec. No, it's okay. Go ahead, talk about it. Like, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just no, I, I did you... not. It's not on the list. Well, I don't think okay. you played it, but I think it came up in emails, or I was thinking. Yeah, about I think it came up in emails. Kill screen, screen or, something. or something. I don't know, but okay. Um, how how how's that going? Uh, I, I beat it. Okay. Uh, game took me about ten hours to beat, roughly. How many discs is that? Two. Oh, okay. What's this on? PS One. Okay. So this is an action RPG. Or sorry, it labels itself as a cinematic RPG. It's made by Square. What does that even mean? Uh, it just it means it's an RPG with a lot of cutscenes. Okay. Uh, it... don't all RPGs have a lot of cutscenes? Well, now they do. They okay. didn't used sure. to. They didn't used to, you're right. This this was just after Final Fantasy VII. I think this was like their first game on the PS1 after Final Fantasy VII. So it was pretty okay. novel at the time. She's like, oh, yeah. more from those it, guys. It's an action RPG. Like, you'll get in a random combat, but in the combat you move around, you wait for your active time meter to fill, then you shoot your gun. But you can target multiple enemies or just use magic spells or whatever. So is this like, are you a cop or something? Is this yeah, like- it takes place in modern day New York. It takes place in like 1997. Okay. Oh yeah, modern day. Okay. Well, modern at, at the, the time. time, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's current. So, is is there like paranormal business going on? Or aliens. Uh, so, the story's kind of stupid. Uh, you know how cells in your body have mitochondria? Yeah. Yes. Now imagine that mitochondria was now trying to take over the world. Like mutate. Just my body cells, or everyone's mitochondria? Uh, technically, only two peoples were starting it. Like one. I'm trying to remember how this is this like goes. a weird virus then kind of yeah or? the source of all life was like a, a mitochondria named Eve and that oh. took the took the body of a specific person and she could control all the mitochondria in people around her so what she would do would light people on fire okay so is there a, is there an atom no there's no atom but there is Aya mm-hmm. and she is the only person who seems to be immune to it is that you so yeah you play as Aya okay okay so you have to figure out what's going on and try to stop her. Alright. I don't know, it was, it was a really fun game. I really liked it. Uh, there's also a new game plus on it, which adds like a survival type mode, but you have to level back up, so I might try that out later. Okay. And there's a sequel to this too, right? Or two yeah, of them, two. I guess? The Parasite Eve 2 for the PS1, and the third birthday for PSP. Okay. Um, so a little bit, little bit of a jump there. I'm trying to think. Like, does it have that Final Fantasy VII awesome problem where the cutscene person looks awesome and then you look like a mess of polygons? Yeah, but it's a lot better than it was in Seven. Okay. Like in the cutscenes, they look really good, and the actual play models don't look nearly as garbage as they did in the. Uh, well, not as blocky in Seven. Yeah, no, yeah. they 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 look more like Final Fantasy VIII figures. Okay. So lessons were already being applied and. 
Good yeah, job. exactly. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I never really got to look at this game, so I don't really know what. what like, is it is it scary? Is it trying to just be like serious I think it sci-fi? Tr- I think it tries to be a little bit scary, but I don't didn't really find it scary. Okay. Just a lot, it, a lot of like surprisingly dark things happen. Like it's a it's an M rated game from Square, okay. which is I think super rare. Mm-hmm. But like the like, first well, one well, of the first that they developed, but they publish a lot of M rated games now. Well, now they do, yeah. But at the time, and this is before they were Square Enix. This is when they were just Square, right? Uh, one of the, one of the first cutscenes in the game is uh, someone lighting people on fire. Okay. So kind of like mutants, nice. it sounds like, or something. Yeah, I think you can also get it on the PSN now if you want to try it. So it's like ten bucks. All right. So there you go. And yep. more. Stay tuned for Retro Kill Screen. No, well that episode's already gone up. That was Monday's episode. All right. So go listen to that. Um, uh, and I've also been playing a bunch of Fire Emblem Awakening. I can talk a bit about that too. Yeah. How, how far are you? Not very. Still, I'm in chapter. I'm on my way to chapter six. But I've okay, been doing so I'm even less. I'm on my way to chapter. Two or three. Oh, okay. So I'm ahead of you. Yeah. I'm... Uh, I finally enabled like all the street pass features, the wireless features. So there's Did you enable it. Yeah, you have to get like so far in the story and then oh, it unlocks. Okay. okay. So I... I know there was like a spot pass thing that they were like, "Hey, we already have something for you," and I was like, "Okay, well." Yeah, you can't access any of those features till I think after mission three. That sounds okay. that sounds right. But uh, it lets you. They give you like these missions. There's a fr- there's paid DLC for the game, but the first. DLC is free if you grab it before the beginning of March. Right. And if you beat that, you can keep playing it over and over again to level up your characters, which is nice. But that's an, is that, is that, I believe that's new. I don't, they haven't had that before. Um, or, I think there used to be like random enemy encounters in some of the earlier Fire Realms. I can't 100% remember. Uh, in Unless it was like the Wii one, I don't recall that at all, so I would have to say no. Okay, but yeah, in this one, like random encounters will happen on the map, and you have to like save merchants from enemies and stuff like that. And there's DLC missions you can keep playing over to get items and level up. Uh, if you beat the DLC missions, they will also give you like a character of one of the original heroes from Fire Emblem games. So right, right. away, you can get Prince Marth. Oh, he is in it. Well, it's not technically him. It's a shadow version of him. I forget what they call it. It's like a card version of him. Oh. But he joins your troop if you uh, beat this mission. And I think the other ones you can pay for, like, they hint to who's going to show up. Like, Ike shows up. Linus shows up. Uh, I didn't see... Linus? Do you mean Lynn? Yeah. That's her full name is Linus. Oh, okay. Everyone just referred to her as Lynn because it was easier to say. I'm pretty sure her... I thought she was just Lynn. Nope. Lynn is actually long... is shorthand... Okay. Huh. There you go. Uh, Ellawood or Roy did not show up yet, so... Ellawood's, like, the first guy. Chronologically? Well, no, for North North America, America, yeah. He's the first guy, yeah. But yeah, Marth was the first overall. Okay. Yeah, Marth was a hero of Fire Emblem 1, and I think maybe 2 or 3. And wasn't that... And we got that. That was Shadow Dragon, right? Yeah, the DS game that we got was a remake of Fire Emblem 1. Okay. But no, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, my friend's like way, way far into it. And he's been giving me some hints on it. He's like, yeah, you want to... If you get a chance to get the villager, Donald, on your team, get him. Yeah, I was hearing... Uh, cause I, so I follow like a recruitment guide because I like getting every person. Yep. 
Um, and I saw this villager and I kind of looked and he's like the first person that you have to do something to try and get. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of looking around forms and it seems he is like a very like a divisive character. Some people are like, he's the worst. And others are like, he takes forever till you level him up. But once you do that, he becomes like the best. So it seems like he's a commitment. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like he has a skill called aptitude, which gives you a 20% increased chance for your stat to upload or update per level. So it is entirely possible with Donald to have all your stats go up when you level up. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. So he's what got a kind of what is he? Like what He is a villager. He's a villager. I don't remember that unit. They they were been in previous Fire Emblem games. Okay. Uh, if if I remember correctly, villagers were always the most powerful units in Fire Emblem, at least the start, because they could be pretty much anything you wanted once you got them leveled up. And I had the same problem that everyone else was saying with Donald. It was like he was way too weak. Like to actually get Donald on your team you have to at least level him up once before the mission you meet him in ends. But he is like seven levels lower than everyone you fight, and almost every enemy will one-shot him. Right, yeah. So, so you, he has to like do a lot of finishing moves. Yeah. What you can do, which is which I highly recommend, is you can pair him up with someone. That's, yeah, okay. Is that the, This is the first one you can pair people up? Like, put them side by side, right? Uh, I... I'm not 100 percent sure on that because I remember okay. I know you can pick again, up you can pick up units in previous Fire Emblem games. I remember right. that and that was I definitely picked people up to like get them out of fighting or move them faster. But unless again the Wii one is like a wild card for me, you've never been able to get a bonus from putting someone beside someone else. I, I believe this is the first. Okay, that's so weird. Every time it happens, I'm just like, oh yeah, I this that makes no sense to me. But no, like the leveling up, like the uh, like you've already got the not the barracks unlocked. You would have the support. Conversations unlocked, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Those are those are great little like weird flavor tech stuff. And all those the... have been in all of them so far. Those have always been there. The support things? No, I'm pretty sure that's new. Nope. Nope. That has always been there because, like, I remember even like the first one. I played that one so much that I would like play. I just want these two people to be t- together now and stuff. So that is that has always been there. Well, I know like all the boosts from being supported together. That's that's new. That's new. But just talking to people when they're side by side ha- has been there forever. Oh, okay. Never mind then. But yeah, no, like those support boosts you get are really good. Like, I think Crom gives my avatar character like plus fifteen to hit avoidance. Uh, I only ever seem to get like plus ten to hit, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's like, well, that's I'm already before, at hundred. So yeah, that's for people who are only at like not even at like conversation level D or C. Oh right, okay. C okay. will give you I think plus ten to avoid and hit, and then B will give you like plus fifteen to hit avoid. I want to say critical, but I think I'm wrong on that, and I think resistance to something. What's really nice is when let's say you put like a horse person with like a sword equipped right beside like an archer and the archer's attacking, the horse person will also get an attack, even though technically they shouldn't be able to reach that far. Yeah, no, stuff like that's nice. But, like, it's it's a weird, like, what's the highest percentage you can even think of of having gotten that? Like, I've only seen, like, 45. What are we talking about? Okay, you know when you declare an attack? Yeah. Like, there's, it, it, it shows gets, you, yeah, it shows you the 100. odds. What? I, I get 100. What, like, what are you... No, I mean, like, okay, underneath, like, if you have a character nearby who's supporting... Oh, sorry, the support percentage. Oh, yeah. I've only ever seen, like, maybe 20 or something. Yeah, like, have you also gotten always... the, the blocking one, too? Because there's an attack support, and there's also a defense support. Yeah, I don't think, I ch- I don't think I've looked when it was in defense, because yeah. I was just like, he's attacking... Yeah, the defense support, just... You just, like, the, the side unit will just shove your unit out of the way. 
Oh, okay. I haven't so had that then. Every every time I can remember that happening, it's been a no damage situation. But I think you your other unit might take damage from that. So will like a guy shove a horse out of the way? Yes, I have actually had that happen. That's funny. All right. Cool. I don't know. I'm really liking it. I'm I'm taking it slow, but I just I need to get to a point where I get money because I'm out of money at the moment. But I just the mission I'm playing currently. I'm trying to save a, uh, a merchant, but I picked up a, a boolean, I think is what it's called, so that's a thousand gold if I sell it, So, which is good, because my healer okay. is just about out of healing magic. Yeah, another new thing is, you know those sparkly areas that you get experience? Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the other ones. Uh, they give you experience and items. They, they had item stuff like that before, especially like if you went to like a house. Yeah, no, the houses are still in the game. Uh, the yeah, DLC you... has that. Yeah, but... um just getting experience from like standing in a spot that that's new once again it may have been in the Wii one but I don't know yeah but no I'm really enjoying it and if you like strategy games I highly recommend it to you are you playing with the 3D because I'm really liking the 3D I have not tried the 3D oh I think it looks so good because it's just stats it's just like having like a graph just on top of the field so it's like a hologram yeah it's great it's the future I'll probably try it at some point but I doubt it'll be the, the main I, way I, I, I do it I think it looks super nice uh, so I guess we'll move to my last game because John's done. Mm-hmm. So uh, weekly check-in with Nino Cooney. How's that going? I'm playing it right now. Okay. I finally picked that up too. <laughs> okay. I picked Good it luck. up, but it's mainly for my girlfriend because she's probably right. going to okay. play it more sure. than I will. Um, I'm at 32 hours, so I've almost doubled my time again mm-hmm. from last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think next week I'll get to 60 hours. I think the doubling is finished. Like you think it'll <laughs> um, end before that, right? Uh, maybe? I know I'm not 80% done, because I was reading something there like, at 80%, this will happen to you. Oh, and okay. And that has not happened, so... Okay. I, then again, I've been hearing, like, 40, 50 hours, so... Yeah, that's kind of why I'm thinking. It's, unless you've been grinding it up or getting side quests going I've on. Been, I've been doing quite a lot, so... I don't know. Anyway, um... Yeah, so 32 hours in. Uh, it's still good. I have still not seen another Studio Ghibli cutscene. Wow. Uh, those are literally, like, first maybe ten hours, and then that's it. I'm assuming there's going to be some at the end of the game, but it's been a long time. Hmm. Okay. It's a strict rationing on those. Uh, and I'm definitely hitting some walls of, like, man, you got to grind more, so that's happening. Um, I will say, though, what's really nice is the side quests in this one. I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but you get, like, badges every time you finish them. Like, you get... You basically have, like, a card, and they'll stamp it a couple times based on how difficult the side quest was. And filling up those cards is just awesome. I love it. I love it so much. can never get enough of it. Okay. I'm not sure I quite... Is uh, it, like, merit badges or something? Like, huh? Yeah, that's exactly what they're called. Oh, okay. So it's like you're a boy but it's, scout. It's, it's almost like, like from, like, a visual standpoint, it's almost like a... Uh, a little patch. Like a, freak, a frequent, uh, like, buyer's card. Oh, so you get it stamped every time you buy a taco and... It, from a visual standpoint, that's what it looks like. But okay. it's more like when you finish this th- thing, it's like, oh, hey, thank you for, you know, finding my son. And then because you did it, um, you get four stamps. And then every time you get ten stamps, you, you fill the card, and then you trade in filled up cards for things that can uh, unlock stuff for you. Whether that be like, you get more experience every time you fight someone now. Or uh, your character can now jump. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and those are just really fun to get. I was, there's, it's just so much better than just, you got money. Congrats. Or here's a sword. Mm-hmm. So, 
but yeah, nothing really new to report besides I'm I'm kind of really wanting it to end. It's starting it's to drag lot. at this point. Like it's not really no, I'm still enjoying it, but it's just kind of like there's not a ton more happening. That's Are there like, at least still like wow. story beats happening, or like despite oh, yeah, the lack of sure. cutscenes, like there's still villainy yep. afoot? And okay, yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, How have you returned and, to like the like normal worlds at all? Or? Y- you do, but it's it's it'll usually be for like one quick thing. It's like oh man, this because per- the thing is is that everyone in our world, which is the first world you hang out in, Motorville, yeah, has a has a second version of themselves in the fantasy world. Oh, okay. And what you'll come across is sometimes you'll come across someone important who is, like, upset or they're they're sick or something is wrong with them. And normally, a lot of the times in the fantasy world, you can fix that by giving by repairing their heart, which is a to- whole, totally other system. Mm-hmm. But a couple times, you need to go back to Motorville, which is the real world, and find that person's, like, duplicate... And there'll usually be something wrong with them as well, and then you fix them, and it fixes them in the fantasy world, and you go back. Mm-hmm. So it's usually just like a quick, like almost just like you'll probably do a boss fight in the real world, and that's about it. So yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, we can uh, we can move on to the news. There's a lot. I guess yeah. There's some there's some stuff on here. Um, so I guess I can I'll go first. I kind of put the. I kind of put it all down except that last one. Mm-hmm. Um, so some Ouya news. Yeah. Double dose of some Ouya news. Some of this Ooyah. news actually showed up in my inbox. Like, it was legit. This is real. It was like, I got an Amazon email that was like, hey, okay. Ouya is coming. Get ready. Well, that, that relates to the first one. Yeah. Um, so Ouya is going to be, sorry, the Ouya is going to be sold in stores retail actual brick-and-mortar stores. Yeah, they have set up some deals. Um, I'm assuming it's only... Because the, 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 they have a list of GameStop, Target, and Best Buy, which makes me think just the states for now. Well, Target's yeah. coming here, though. So It is, but I would as, I would assume the states would just get it first, but we might. Who right. Knows? I guess I should check if that was Amazon.com or .ca. I'm going to check my inbox, see what we got going right. on. But, okay. But that could also be because just Amazon.com is much more full-fledged than .ca, so they might just be putting on there first. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm, either way, um, yeah. it's coming. It's still a hundred bucks. Uh, people who backed it, so Kickstarter backers, will still be getting it long before it hits retail. So don't worry about that. I guess if you're yeah. a backer, so you're getting. And pigs. they've also announced that extra controllers for the Ouya are going to be fifty bucks. That's quite a bit. So that's half a console. No, that's about. Standard price though, to all things considered. For a controller, for a controller yeah. yeah. But, it's just but relative to, to like its console, console cost, is kind of weird looking. Yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah. Well, wait, um, does that does that mean does the console come with one or no? It does come with one. Yes. Oh, okay. I was just like, it well, maybe that's where one. they make the savings. You know, it's like, no. So well, it's if you want bucks. two people to be playing with the Ouya, hundred fifty bucks. Okay. Uh, I guess just raise of hands, vocally. Yeah, it is. Who is interested in picking up an Ouya? Well, Nathan, you've got one coming, don't you? No, I, I wasn't a Kickstarter backer, but I've been curious about this thing. Um, I am kind of curious about the whole Amazon, like the Android space as a thing, and this is an easy way to get into that without having Very a phone. Very easy. And it's, you know, set-top box right there. Yeah, like there's a strong possibility I'll I'll get one You'll of pick these. pick one up? Yeah, and I'm checking and you know, right now. $100, that's almost throwaway. Yeah, right? and it is Amazon.ca. 
that sent me this. So apparently, oh, okay. well, yeah, maybe Canada is getting Canada is on board with this thing. So I don't cool. know. I you know maybe I could play at the very least. I could play Super Hexagon again on my TV. So uh, yeah, again, even though you already have a way to do that. I have two ways of doing that, but I'll have a third way. So maybe I'll be on those leaderboards. I don't know. All right, next uh, little thing. Although actually, yeah, here's another good reason I might be excited. Okay, so we all remember the Double Fine Adventure game. Yeah. Big Kickstarter success. I did Kickstart that one. The only console that that game is going to be coming to on launch day is the Ouya. Which I guess they already announced they're doing an Android version, which I guess makes sense. It's probably a straight port. Exactly. So on launch day, so the first places getting it are PC and Ouya. And the way they kind of said it is that because they kind of said on launch date means it'll probably end up being on 360, PS3, and everything else. But it's just, if you want it first, you're with PC and Ouya. Now, is Ouya launching its own kind of storefront? Is that part of this whole initiative? I well, think it'll be... Go ahead. No, I, I think it is, like, a different, like, look to it, but it is essentially just the Android store. Like the Google yeah. Play or whatever? What yeah. Is it? Yeah, okay. Huh. Yeah. So it's so. just a way of putting that content on your television easily. That's that's exactly kind of, okay. All right. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, also, just kind of a little side note: the code name for that d- Double Fine game is Reds, which I hadn't heard before. Oh, sorry. I guess I could have updated you guys on that months ago because yeah, they talked about that in the documentary. Um, oh, okay. They well, na- it's not like a big news. I, just, I know I, I, that was the first I had heard of. It's it. like oh, okay. Yeah, code name Reds. They name their prototypes or whatever, like their games in development, off of bars in Chinatown <laughs> or something. So okay, yeah, that was one of the. And I will say it is a it is a double fine rep that is saying that this is coming just to the, for launch day, right? And the rep also did state that the studio currently has no plans for other console releases. Again, it, they might, that could completely change. Right. Uh, that could also just be marketing talk that they might have to say so that people aren't like waiting or whatever. Who knows? Uh huh. Like it's um, like we'll get on board with this PC and Ouya versions now because that's all right. We know so for now. yeah, the only solid news is first day, first people getting it own either a PC or an Ouya. All right. Well, there you go. On, honest question here: How do you guys think this thing is actually going to do in retail? Well, hmm. I have no idea. Yeah, it's it, kind of the this thing weird... is like it's like. Not not a ton of people are grabbing the Wii U, and that even has Nintendo behind it, right? Yeah. This has no one... What do you say? You guys know Android, right? And they're going to go, no? Well, keep it... Like, the price point is probably the biggest selling feature of this in the moment. Right. Put it a $100 right, but, thing in front like, of them and be like, it plays all these crazy games. Check it out. We got, well... Angry Birds. We got Angry Birds. People like the Angry Birds. But then people are like, well, I have that on my phone. Well, it's like, yeah, but it's like your phone, but on your TV. And it's easy. But then they're like, but I have it on my... But I have that phone. Well, I don't have that phone, so... Exactly, but I'm saying from, like, a consumer, it's like... you. It's, I don't... I want to say the maja- the vast majority of people don't know what Android is, even if they have an Android phone. They probably know, oh, I've got my Samsung phone. It has a touchscreen and Angry Birds on it. And if I hit the Facebook button... I can chat with my friends. Oh, okay. Like, you, you mean, like, there's no, like, tribal loyalty thing going on with the phone providers? I'm sure there is, to some degree. I just think, like, on a like a mass scale, people don't know what Android is, I don't think. And if they do, they only know it because one of the phones is called the Droid. Oh. 
It, do they not like surface that stuff that much? Like, I mean, iPhone is everyone talks about iPhone. Like, does right, do but Android it, but it's the iPhone with you know iOS on it with the iPhone software? It's not here's this. <clears throat> sorry, it's not here's the Samsung Galaxy Two with you know it's an Android device. Okay, why well, like Google branding and everything? I I guess maybe I don't know. I I like, yeah. I don't have an Android phone, so I'm not sure how much they kind of put that stuff out there, but. I don't. John, are they, you constantly being reminded that you're using an Android? No. Okay. The only the only time I'm reminded I'm using an Android is when someone talks about an iPhone game I can't play. Right. Whereas I guess yeah, it hasn't often gone the other way where it's like, dude, there's this hot Android game you got to check it out. Like I haven't really because that would anyone doing that would just be silly. Like why would you develop? a game for a console that is not in everyone's hands. Well, there's a lot of Androids out there, though. That's the thing. But not compared to iPhones. No, it, I don't know, because Super Hexagon outsold the iOS version of of Super Hexagon really quickly. Like, it was kind of a I weird think, thing. Like, it was number one. I think one. that's just because, you know, the majority of iPhone users Popular. aren't, like don't know what Super Hexagon is, right? Like, well, that's more of a... The, I heard the theory, it was like, well, it's already banking off all this popularity that's already happened elsewhere, you know, people have been hearing about it from their friends who have it, and now they can play it, but I think there's a lot of Android users out there who have been waiting for some cool stuff, so hopefully this will stimulate some development over there, maybe? I don't know. Like, I just don't think that they're, that's, they're the, the, those people are the majority. I, I thought they actually are. Uh, that's the thing. Like I've I've been seeing more androids around. I'm not. I don't have the stats in front of me, but there's more androids out there than you might think. Like we've from been in our. I, from Apple what I remember bubble. reading, Android's more popular around the world, but in North America, it's iPhone. Okay, so in our cultural sphere, like that's what we see. But apparently, we're in the minority on the global scale. So androids waiting to go off big, and the Ouya's there to help out. So I, don't I don't think the Ouya is going to be like that big of a push for Android dominance. <laughs> yeah, it's not like this is the game changer, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. It could be a neat little thing. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to completely change the whole game, but it's, you know, it's on your TV. It's not expensive. Does it play Netflix? Because that would help too. Yep. Well, there yeah, you go. Set top, set top box right there. Oh, it's got all that other stuff in it, so I don't know. Hmm. Wait, what about you, John? Are you excited? No. Okay. But, because I, w- I would think out of the three of us, John has the most incentive to get one. He already has, you know, he's already in that ecosystem. When you load up your Ouya, you'll already have it filled with stuff. But I don't game on my Android phone, though. Oh. Okay. Well, okay, I'm just saying, like, compared to us, I have no purchases. I can, anything... count, I can count the number of games on my Android phone on one finger, because it's just Angry Birds. Oh. Okay. Okay. Do sure. they have Jetpack just... Joyride over there or no? I I think we do actually. Oh, it's pretty Probably good. Probably do. Should... But like I I don't have my phone linked up to like my credit card, so I have not bought anything on the store at all. Anything I've downloaded has been a free app. Dude, there's like this Mario bootleg game. It's got like all sorts of stuff in it. No, I think I'll pass on Mario bootlegs like without neutral yeah, control. Super Mario or something. Mario in my life. Yeah, but it's like illegal. I don't know. Like <laughs> There's weird ROMs and stuff on there too. It's See now, like my my girlfriend had the the Xperia Play, so the PlayStation phone. Yeah, right. and that was a great gaming phone. Like if I had that as my phone, yes, I would probably have a bunch of games on my Android. Mm-hmm. But I just I have a, a Galaxy S. Okay, like a a variant of the Galaxy S. So and it's not it's not good for that. 
But well, I, I just I just don't like touchscreen controls for like platformy type games. That that does suck. But I find it's like puzzle games is where it's at. That makes sense. Right, you know, slide the block or whatever. Yeah. Or you know, in the most case, find the word because boggle. Yeah, yeah, a lot of boggles. Like a lot, a lot of the stuff I would game, I have my 3DS with me for. So like, exactly, right? So the only time I jump to the phone is when the 3DS is dead. But you're, you know, you're definitely in the minority. Whereas the majority of phone users, that's their gaming thing. It's yeah, their phone. No, so. I, I fully understand that. I'm just, I'm just stating in my specific position, I am not the majority right. yeah. of phone users. Sure. I guess continuing with uh, uh, console stuff that is not out yet. Okay. Uh, a bit of news on the Durango. Th- these are so, kind of rumors at this point, aren't they? Well, or? this was a report by Edge. So okay. I believe this is also the people that were showing off some of the PlayStation 4 specs that we talked about a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so what they've said is that Durango is also looking into no-use games. Yep. It's not surprising. Not surprising, especially with Sony also... We're getting a lot of rumors of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of reports on that. No use games needed to be connected to the internet. That's definitely interesting. Like the online DRM kind of thing coming over to consoles. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of weird because those... a considerable percentage of 360s and stuff aren't online, right? Like... I think. Just speaking of those two first, it seems that this thing is a PC now. Yeah. No. Exactly. Right. This is basically think... you're basically describing Steam. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. And I think what's happening is Sony and Microsoft are looking at Steam and being like. You know, Steam seems to be like almost where it's at for a lot of gamers, mm-hmm. and no one's complaining. That, so let's yeah. just do it too. Uh, there was definitely losses. conversations on Reddit around that point, but like for me, I think the one weird difference is like like Sony's starting to make progress in this, but like Steam has this kind of aura of like generosity about it with the sales and stuff, and like the community. Like it's just like, hey, this stuff's like a dollar. You should just buy this game. Whereas right. Like, I bought Dust and Elysian Tale on 360 months after it came out. That thing's still $15. Like, it's frozen, think, you know? I think that might... It's just... Yeah, I think it's just a, like, That's, a stigma yeah. that, that the companies have built up. Because it's kind of like... There's a similar thing going on when you look at a game being released on iOS versus on Steam. Yeah. They're vastly different prices. Right. It's like just the price, the community around there. Well, like, I mean, and if that, they're going to come into this PC circle, they're going to need to adjust their prices accordingly, right? I mean, that's why, like, Xbox started doing, like, those gold weekly sales and stuff like that, because that was, like, their, them testing the water for this concept, so hopefully They'll the next go system down will be that, better. Because, yeah. like, like, I mean... We, Sorry, Sony, I just mean, like, with Plus recently, they've started to kind of toy with being a little more, hey, here's some stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, Sony's been like that. Wii U is trying something too. If you got the deluxe, like the whole, you pay fifty bucks, get five bucks back. I yeah. See, I don't think that's. I think that's a completely different thing because that's a, like a, a, a continuous consumer promotion, right? Like I, they have the same thing at Best Buy. If you buy the game, you're gonna get ten reward dollars for you know in a couple yeah. weeks. You can come back and spend your reward dollars. It's just to keep them on that system. It's not a discount. Immediately, right? It's, so I feel like those are two a, separate. It's a bit of a strategies. digital incentive, but yeah, it's an incentive to stay on their system. But it's I would I would say it's a different strategy than just putting something on sale. Oh, okay, like on the online store or whatever. Like it's, yeah, just say, like instead of ha- wait, because it's completely different to say 
hey, if you buy this full price game, we'll give you five bucks off. How, your how next does game. that? How does this discount Fair. thing on the Wii U work? Like, is it once you've hit fifty bucks, or how does? It... Yeah, there's like a website you go to. Oh, I don't okay. think it's once you hit fifty bucks. I, I think it's basically for every like ten dollars. No, no, no. It is actually every every fifty bucks you put on your account, you okay. get a five dollar coupon. Because I've spent oh, okay. thirty. I wasn't thus sure if far. it was just slowly building up. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know if it's retroactive. I haven't looked into it, but I know it's like just started. Up. It it should have kicked off from day one. Like I bought two games, I think on day one, and on my website, on that website, they both showed up. Okay. Okay, because I know that when it first was released, the website was not up yet. Wait, so yeah, like no. on some website somewhere, they know that I bought Little Inferno in the cave. Yes. Okay. Interesting. If you you have the deluxe system, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? True. Anyway, so. Yeah, no, I believe for these next consoles there will be it'll be a lot closer to Steam, right? Or I would hope so at least. What? Um, yeah, because they have to compete. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. if Steam's cutting the prices, they have to compete. Regardless, either way, I so I think what they're doing is they're looking at the number of people using Steam, seeing that they need an internet connection or they you know can't have used games, and that no one's complaining or not enough people are complaining. They've just accepted it, so they're going well. There you go. Now you can do it here too. So, I don't know. Do you know, like, anyone with, like, a 360 not connected to the internet? Um, I have... Well, I'm, I'm a bad example because we have two in the house. One is and one isn't, and that's just because the other one's just in a room where there's no internet. Right, that's fine. But if you had one, it would be the one connected to the internet. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know anyone who's not connecting their stuff to the internet at this point. The only time I can think of is when you, like, travel, go to a friend's place, and they might not have internet set up, or you just, like, meet up somewhere. Right. Another, like, really rare case. Yeah, like, if I went so. to go visit my family and brought my 360, I would not have internet access there. Okay, whereas if I did, I would. Yeah. So. So it, it's a rarity, in, yeah. but there are some... I'm sure, like, the percentage of cases that don't have internet access is probably, like, one percent or less, right? It has gonna, to be if they're considering it. I'm going to assume, like Steam, it'll have an offline mode. God, I hope so. Because yeah, because Steam does have an offline mode. You just can't use their store and stuff, which makes complete sense. But games you purchased are still usable in some state. So I don't know for sure, but that well, just... uh, considering they've already been talking about like supposedly, uh, you wouldn't be able to like loan the game to someone. Well, I think what's happening is it's just, it's serial keys. It's just what PCs have been doing forever, and that's it. So you buy the th- you thing, you get your code, you're done. Or you just download it now. I don't know. Uh, I, I was having a discussion with someone earlier about it, about this and the PS4, and it basically boiled down to whichever one comes out first and has, like, something like this, if they screw up, the other one's going to backpedal. Right, exactly, for sure. And I think... Because Sony already kind of was coming out with this a bit, Microsoft probably was like, well, if they're doing it, we can probably do it too. Yeah, I'm kind of curious so. about how the reaction is going to be on the 20th when they announce the PlayStation stuff. Yes, for sure. Uh, so the next little bit of things is the report was also saying it, it'll be able to run Blu-ray discs. That's oh. probably like the biggest mm. question mark. I, You know what? Everyone was saying that. Like everyone was saying that the Wii U was going to run Blu-rays, and Nintendo made its own proprietary that was and close. It, the, Wii, the Wii U can't even do DVDs. Yeah. So I'm. A lot of people are saying, you know, no way. They just want downloads. They don't care about that anymore. Yeah, digital media it's, is it's the all way streaming. to go. Yeah, get your Netflix on. Um. Or you know their store, Zune. 
I guess I maybe I'm a weird case, but I don't care because I have a Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. wondering how many people don't have a Blu-ray player who are picking up or planning to pick up the Durango. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, the main downside like to them using Blu-rays is that they have to pay Sony money every time they make a game. Right. But it might be their games... Like, it might be a, a like a reader that can do multiple types of discs, so they could still have their proprietary disc for their games, but it can also just read Blu-ray movies just so it has that feature. That, that is probably the smartest way to go. Have a proprietary and the ability to read Blu-ray, but that's right, going to... Because the Wii U has a proprietary. So. Yeah, but like the way I see it, like, there's going to be licensing fees for using Blu-ray, so that... Even a, having, yeah. Yeah, Sony still gets the money, and it's going to still add to the cost of the Durango. Right. So yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I honestly don't care if I can play Blu-rays. I don't. I don't need. Are it any of us even considering getting like the PS4 or the Durango on day one? Uh, I, I probably I, will. I need more information, but at this point, I'm not like chomping at the bit. Really, no. I'm probably gonna probably hold will. off because of the 360 issues. Yeah, like they that got burned last time. Yeah, the oh, Xbox like had issues. Consoles. The first, yeah, the first set of Xboxes had issues. The first set of 360s had issues. How, Something tells like, me history's probably going to repeat itself. I was just I was just actually just reading through some stats or whatever, like guess guesstimates or whatever in an old magazine. Like how how many like what console are we on for everybody for 360? Like I'm on my third one. So I'm on my second. Okay. Second. Second, okay. But it's like commonplace well, like, that uh, there's a broken It's like this one. it's the it's my first one, it, but it's been fixed once. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I haven't bought a second or whatever. Yeah, it was just comparing failure rates of like PS3s, Wii's, and 360s, and it was yeah much much higher for 360. So yeah, which was the lowest I assume Wii. Uh yeah, it was less than 10 percent or something. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, they all they also don't have a ton going on in that box. I know that was the that was the other argument. It's just like well, most people don't play it as much either, so it's like not getting as much stress. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like for all I know, right. my Wii's broken right now. I wouldn't know for months because I'm not gonna play it. Sorry. <laughs> Mine sounds like um, a chainsaw when you turn it on. So. I'll see, so it's slowly, it's almost done. Mine hasn't come out of a box since I stopped playing Rhythm Heaven Fever. And that was almost a year ago? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the last thing, there will be a new Kinect, which, duh. Sweet. Pretty... Can't wait. I can finally play that free version of Kinect Party. Yep. If I good. get one of these, which is up for debate, but whatever, okay. All right. Uh, next piece of news: uh, They rele- just today actually, they've dropped just a bit of a, a little bit of info on the new Assassin's Creed, the next one. Yeah, this was in a call or whatever. Like, what what are those right. things? So basically, all calls. they said is there's going to be a new character, new time Earth's period call. Yeah, and it could it'll be in the next fiscal year, which could be anywhere from April till next March. Right. So basically, it'll be you know October. You know, this fall, obviously. You ready, Give John? You sound pumped. A rest. Give it it a... keeps selling a million times. It's not going to rest. But it's going to get Call of Duty fatigue. It will eventually. You know, it'll have to happen. I or feel like okay. sports game fatigue. Did three sell well? Because I did hear a lot of kind of grumbling about it. I'm but... pretty sure it sold. Just I think fine. three was one of the lower rated Assassin's Creeds in a while. Yeah, of... critically, it was kind of like I don't know. It's the only one I, you know, I still haven't finished it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me tell you that. Like, can can we call Call of Duty and I guess now at this point Assassin's Creed kind of like sports game iterations cuz like Assassin's Creed's been going yearly since almost since inception, hasn't it? Yeah. No, uh, I believe after the first one there was a 2 year break or yeah. at least a year and a half. That, yeah. that so sounds right. Oh, nine, and then been, after that it went yeah. it went annual. Oh, nine, even 10, um, what's 11. what's the creative director behind it who who just got back on the uh, I, everyone just refers to him as Patrice. 
but... Yeah, so Patrice, yeah, he even left because he didn't like, you know, the annualization of it. Yeah. Went to THQ, but now he's back because THQ kind of bought him. I mean, Ubisoft kind of bought him when THQ went down. Right. So that's really quite interesting, but... I kind of find that funny. Um, I, I would say Call of Duty yeah. and Assassin's Creed are not the only, like, annualized franchises. There's gotta be more going on. I, like, like, Gears isn't annual, but we're on our fourth one. Gears takes every two years. Yeah, two Gears years. Gears 2, which seems, which seems alright. Um, um, I'm trying to think I'm when was, like, Mass the... Effect's probably gonna end up being annual. No, right? come on. Two and three were at least two years apart. Yeah. There were, but they're already working on that next, like, on two more Mass Effect games, aren't they? Well, there, there was some talk about the team that did the multiplayer on the third one is making another one, so there might be two in the pipe or whatever, but I don't know if that series can really sustain that. It's not a, like, commercial hit the same way it is. Does Mario count as worse than Annual, since it's, like, twice you <laughs> Like, just the character showing up in something? No, no, just a Mario game platformer. Like, didn't we get two of them last year? Well, are we gonna ca- are we gonna count like two D and three D as like the same thing or separate? The same, I guess. Mario platformer. Well, okay, well then yeah, then it is like they are different. Very doesn't matter. Last year but... we got we got New Super Mario Bros. Two and New Super Mario Bros. U. Both were two D. And we yeah. have field questions. This about year we're Mario getting fatigue. supposedly the the Wii U Mario ga- whatever the new Mario game is. Like the right, Mario Galaxy so guys working on. Something. I think Mario counts as. And the year before, in the year before last year, we got uh, Mario 3D Land, right? Which was great. That was I good. That. Um, um, anyway, know. so Assassin's it'll Creed. be you know it'll be this fall like normal, and uh, I don't know. That seems a bit much, but okay. better, I guess. I guess I, I, the one good thing is it's not uh, Connor again, like new time period, so they're not you know tripling it up like they did for Assassin's Creed Two, right? So I guess I'm. I don't know. I've I've been off All that right. wagon for a while. So, though, so yeah, like I take it you weren't like have you you've played three right? I remember you talking about. it. I've only played like maybe five hours. It's just Did, I want to go. You back were just to not it. attached to that character like Ezio. I just or? I just wasn't attached to the game because it was just so slow at the beginning, and then just other stuff happened, and I haven't had a desire to like need to go back and do this right away. It's never like my next game up. But yeah, but like like to. Connor's not grabbing you as a character like Ezio did, is he? No, but I don't know if that's because of the character or because of the first, like, four hours of that game are, like, not playing. It's, like, hanging out. It's super slow. It's, like, the slowest intro ever. It's like Kingdom Hearts or something. Anyway, last bit of news that I put up on here is Rayman Legends has been delayed. So, speaking of Yay. Ubisoft. Speaking yeah. of Ubisoft, yeah. And uh, no longer Wii U September. exclusive, which is that's kind the of the so. dark tone to this. It's like, Ubisoft's lost faith. They're jumping. Right. Which, so, I guess, you know, good news for people who don't have a Wii U, you can play Rayman Legends. And, it, you know, if it's anything like Origins, which it looks like, that's good, because that game rocks. Um, but, yeah, it's been delayed, pushed, you know, ports for the other consoles now, which just seems weird if Ubisoft, like, you know, the flagship of any console launch is already kind of backing down from console exclusivity. Yeah. Maybe it's like Zombie U sales or something. I don't know. But, although I thought it was doing okay, but I don't know. I have a narrow view on that. Maybe it's just not doing enough. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, like it's kind of weird how close they cut this delay announcement because it was supposed to be out in just over two weeks, and then it's yeah, just it was like, supposed to be February twenty sixth. It's like actually, it's like seven months later. It's like oh, well, it's just weird because that, that that's that game's got to just be kind of sitting there now, right? Yeah, you'd think it's pretty much done. But multiple consoles, yeah. 
Weird. Okay, Nathan, you have a bit of news. Right. Um, this, this is mostly news just because this is, like, what my Twitter feed was freaking out about this week. Um, uh, I'm just trying to... Okay, I don't know what the context was, but there was some sort of talk going down in Las Vegas. And David Cage, the creative director guy of uh, Heavy Rain and the upcoming Beyond Two Souls, um, Quantic Dream dude, uh, he had a little lecture about ways the game industry can improve. And he listed nine things... And I'm not going to read the things. It doesn't really matter. Um, I guess it's just... I don't know. It was just kind of weird to see the reaction to this because people were really upset about a lot of things he was saying. I guess mostly because they're like, you don't have really any right to say this because you made Heavy Rain and that game has some of these problems or whatever. But I don't know. I guess you do need to know... What are, do you, can, you, can you can you list some of the nine? Like, I'm curious. I don't right, know any kind of the stuff this. he's talking about. Uh, make games for everybody. Um, time to invent interactive experiences for adults, not just kids and teenagers, is kind of his thing. Uh, okay. Ch- change the paradigms. Um, basically, don't just focus... Oh, so wait, when he says, like, make games for everyone, he's not saying make one game that everyone can play, it's make... It's like, industry, you need to diversify your interests, is kind of okay. the thing. Um, change our paradigms, like, he's like, don't just make games with guns and jumping on stuff, you know, again, diversify. Um, what do we have to say? Like, it's like, have meaning in your games, like, themes and stuff. Become accessible, focus your, focus on, like, conveying content rather than challenging, like, thumb-twisting gameplay. Uh, bring other talents on board, I think he means, like, you know, authors, actors. He specifically brings up actors, like established relationships with Hollywood, movie makers and stuff. Maybe look at them for some input. Uh, change relationships with censorship. This is one I find like the most kind of pertinent is like, you know, he, he, I, I, I don't know. He, this is one though, you could also call him for hip, like hypocrisy though, because the way sexuality is handled in Heavy Rain is kind of terrible. But it's, it's you know, a point of interest. Like, feeling you can't explore certain avenues or certain themes or topics because someone's always going to kind of be like, no, 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 that'll get us an AO rating. You can't do that. Like, that kind of stuff shouldn't be an issue. He compares it to the way the film industry was in the 50s. Where, but uh, the film industry still has that issue. It does, but there's avenues for more extreme content that he believes don't exist. I, I'm kind of paraphrasing too. I'm also I guess there, I guess there is the unrated director's cut type thing for movies, right? Or like a movie can come out in NC-17. It'll just kind of be an art house movie, or it'll be like uh, not as well seen, but it can still get nominated for some Oscars and get some attention or whatever. This is me talking now. This is not so much in this paragraph I'm reading of his, but mm-hmm. I've thought about the same thing. Like, there's like no well-regarded AO game, which is kind of weird. Cause the only like game the... I can think of that AO that got attention in the past, like, decade was San Andreas. And that and was, that like was a something that wasn't in the final game. Re-rating, yeah, exactly. And, like, Manhunt 2 was almost rated that, but then they pulled it and changed it. So, like, those are the only big-budget well, titles. I, I, that makes sense. Why would you make an AO game? Well, it like, kinda, for it me... It kind of goes back to my Android thing. Why would you make a game for a group of people that won't that like for not everyone like why well you're, that, you're asking to not make a lot of money it's assuming that market doesn't even exist though whereas i'm thinking like there actually would be a market like for me it's like comparing it to movies it's like everyone is making 14a movies where's our hard r stuff you know like it's like oh well m m17 that's the same it's like yeah but it's not though like the real r rating is ao and it doesn't get used ever 
you know? This is, again, Nathan well, talking. I, this is not David Cage. You could probably, you know, look at a graph and be like, if it's this well, it's, rating, but no one's, you can get a, you'll probably get around this. But no one's tested it. That's the thing. Like, there's not a lot of examples. Like, there's some cheesy dating sims and stuff that are AO, but, like, no one's actually thought, like, what if we made a really intense, crazy game and just went for it, you know? Like, we don't have our interesting failure, like Showgirls or something, to prove it won't work, so I'm not convinced it won't yet. But again, this is Nathan talking. Um, back to David Cage. He criticizes the r- press. You know, he says there needs to be more critiques of games, not so much focusing on bugs and stuff like that. Like, that's not interesting criticism, you know, which I kind of agree with. Uh, specifically in light of the a lot of the reviews coming out for Cart Life. Like, it's like, ah, crashed on me, 6 out of 10. And you're just like, well, okay, but what about what it's trying to do? Like, what, are you going to talk about that? No? Like, it's just kind of a lost opportunity. Um, and then I guess his final thing is just the importance of gamers. Uh, it's ultimately up to you what you spend money on. You know, vote with your dollars, that whole thing. Um, I don't know. A couple of these do kind of ring a little weird, just considering who it's coming from. But I was, I was still... I think he has some interesting points to make that, you know, hey... But I don't especially love David Cage's games all the time. Um, his writing abilities are kind of questionable here and there. Talking about mature themes, like, you know, Indigo Prophecy kind of gets all Matrix at some point. It's kind of silly. But, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Sean? Would you play an AO game if it got a 9 out of 10 on Giant Bomb? Sure, they don't do not an adult. Like, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm not saying don't make AO games. I'm just saying... You're you're not gonna get as much money as you could if it was M. Well, just, well, I know, but audience. that's that's the thing. Money shouldn't really be the motivator in art, you know. Well, maybe not in art, but maybe in you know, I'm trying to live. I have a family. I need. But need like to game, get like this is a weird. Th- this is again, this is aside from the thing. Like game budgets aren't that insane. Like people compare them to movies all the time. Like a big budget game is like nowhere near that at all. It's like thirty million dollars to make a video game. You know, a hundred for, like, the craziest game ever. Like, movies nowadays are, like, 200, 300 million, you know? Like, I guess the market isn't there necessarily, but I think it's there. Like, I, this is where I agree with David Cage. Like, I think there is a market there that's just kind of waiting for something interesting, and it's just like, well, here's another one of these, here's another one of these, and they're slowly kind of just being like, I don't know, you know? Like, I will give it to David Cage. Like, I, I, I have kind of been dismissive of Heavy Rain in a lot of ways, but, like, his is one of the few big-budget examples of a game that is exploring any of these things. Like, you're a single dad, like, trying to feed your kid or something. Like, you know, you're not going to see that in many games past a certain dollar amount. And that's kind of interesting to see. Like, he was a $60, well, like, well-selling game that actually managed to pull that off. So, I don't know. Sorry, I'm just kind of talking. Video games. Video games. Video games. I, I don't know. People were mad. Um, oh, I guess, yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of games are doing some of these things. They're just small games. Like, he was talking about content not being explored and stuff. Like, a lot of indie games I've played in the past year are looking into the exact same things he's talking about. Like, it's just like... Sure. Where's games about, sure. like, sexuality and identity? It's just like, oh, you should probably play Dysphoria. It's for free on Newgrounds right now. It's interesting. They're just like, oh, okay. You know, like, it's it seems a little misinformed about, like, what's actually right. happening. I think there's just a lot of, you know, there's different hands involved. Like, 
especially with like a company like EA where it's like public or something. Yeah. Know, shareholders need this amount of money or whatever. Right. Like, and it's also like if you're one guy making the game, you only need to make this much to survive. Mm-hmm. If you're a group of like 300 people, you need this much to survive. Well, I mean, it's kind of. I, I don't know. It's weird to see, like, the industry, like, a lot of turnovers happening. Like, you know, THQ just closed and everything. And, like, you know, this might not be that radical idea. It's like, well, did it fail because, you know, oh, you know, people just aren't buying these games. It's like, well, you, you need to change your game. You need to do something different to evolve and still continue. Like, Darksiders is gone now. It's over. So just don't, you know, don't worry about it. I don't know. What was if Darksiders right. became an AO franchise? That was way crazier. Huh? What do I think? So is it just a GDC now where every year someone has to get really upset about something? Because wasn't last year Phil Fish's comments about Japanese games sucking? I, I thought, yeah, he did say that, and people got upset about it. Um, although, again, some people were kind of like, well, he's kind of right. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say, but yeah. Um, I don't know if this is at GDC though. That hasn't quite started yet. That's next month, right? Yeah, I don't believe GDC happened yet. Yeah, this is Las Vegas. There's a lot of dice stuff happening right now, like this weekend. But I don't know. That's like its own kind of insular award show, and I haven't really been paying attention to all of the business there. But anyway, sorry. All right, we got to move on. Die Tribe over chain. You know, David Cage. Questions. Right. questions, questions time. Emails. Questions time podcast. Emails, questions. Some of them are. so Twitter things. Wow. Podcast. There's, there's quite a few. Podcasts. Okay. This is a podcast where we answer your questions on the podcast. Yeah, after complaining about video games. Questions. If you want to send a question in, you can send it to Nathan. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> just, just Nathan. Yeah, Only my, send it Nathan, my email please. is a topdownperspective at gmail.com. Oh, what's your Twitter account? Uh, Krasnor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, your actual one, one. The one you're talking about is TDP Podcast. Um, Great. Yeah. And you have a Facebook page? Uh, I do. And uh, t- Top Down Perspective does as well. Uh, it's just Top Down Perspective on the Facebook. Oh, are you saying you have a Nathan fan page? The, the, I don't I have a Nathan I'm looking it up fan right now. page. I'm looking it up right now. If there's not one, I want someone to make a Krasnor fan club. Oh, great. Krasnor's I, crew. You can call it Fan of Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Tragically, or... there is no Krasnor fan club right now. Someone please oh, fix this. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a fan page, John? Yes. Amazing. I think he does, yeah. So go click like on John's fan page. Send questions there. Um... No, send it to... <laughs> Someone make send the us... Krasnor one. Yeah. Look him up. There, are, there apparently is an the top-down e- perspective page. Yeah. Apparently there is an evil Proton John. Okay. Which is funny, because I thought I was the evil Proton John. I think they... Didn't they ask you about being evil last week or something? So, and then uh, I laughed like they asked about hobos. Oh, okay. Right, yes, right, right. I'm, I was a hobo. Okay. What's, okay. what's this week's batch of questions? All right. This one's by Brian. He says, now that the Wii U's deluxe digital promotion is going, is that a good enough offer to switch to buying mainly from the eShop, or are you still going to buy a physical copy? Well, I, I'm still buying physical. I'm mainly getting the discount off the digital games I get, like the eShop-only games. But if they start discounting games a little bit on the eShop, I will change my mind. A little anecdote. I went to Best Buy yesterday. Okay. And I saw, like, I saw the Wheel of Fortune game for Wii U. And I was like, oh, that'd be a nice party game to have when people come over. How much is it? 50 bucks. Oh, never mind. So I walked off to the 360 section, and I saw it there for 30 bucks. Okay. And same in the PS3. So, like, it's a $20 difference just because it's a new system. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know. I just think that's dumb. That is kind of. And I bet it's. I bet it. I bet if it is on the eShop, it's also fifty bucks. It probably is. Yeah. Would, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I don't think we'll see like huge discounts until maybe the next consoles come out, because then they can finally be like, you know what, retailers, enough. Uh, we're gonna we're we're selling things online now, because like I said, you know, computer games are way cheaper, the and three, they can do those sales. The 3DS barely does any sales though. I think they had like a on the weekends you would get like a discount on a game. That was about it. Right, and I'm not. I'm. I don't, the Wii U. I'm saying they might get those discounts if the other consoles, once those come out, and if they're a lot closer to PCs, obviously they'll have those discounts. Then I bet the Wii U will start. I'm. I'm anyway. just trying to think like with the 32 gig hard drive limit, and like you can't lend dudes a digital game. I just like, hey, Sean, check out Zombie U. Here you go. Like I can't do that. Right. That so, was my thing. Is that hard drive limit is small. I don't feel like buying another external hard drive. Yeah, and I'm not using the one I own. So right now I'm gonna go physical. Um, but like John said, you know, you give me a big enough discount. Yeah, I'll pick it up digital for sure. Okay. And at the moment, like I I, I love getting digital games on my 3ds because I have a big ass SD card in there. So that's real nice to have. But the, but I I also get the benefit of ha- always having these games on me while I'm walking around, which is not a concern with my Wii U. So I've been enjoying like what uh, PlayStation's been doing actually lately with the uh, PS3 games coming with Vita versions. Sure. Yep. So like that you get a you get a digital with your physical. No, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Keep doing things like that. Yeah, they should do that with books too. <sighs> Okay, next one is from Allison T. How has your experience been with the game Fire Emblem? Anyone playing Lunatic Mode and getting game overs like crazy? I'm playing on hard. I'm not doing Lunatic at all until at least I've done the main game on hard. And I'm just playing on normal, so I'm not even... (laughs) And if I play on Lunatic, I'm probably going to play in uh, casual mode, not classic. Really? (sighs) Okay, so I came to this realization... While playing on hard. If you're just going to restart the game whenever you lose a character in classic mode, you might as well play casual mode. No, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Because in casual mode, you can still... Because what you can do is you can use characters as like a decoy to move someone in order to kill them or whatever, or move them away from people. And you can still finish the level with that strategy. Okay, Whereas so, classic mode, you have to kind of play it perfectly. So your you're thinking is that... With on casual mode, you lose the tension of oh shit! If I lose this character, he's gone. Exactly. Even That's if the whole even point. if you restart, you feel there's more tension. I understand that if I just turn it off, I get my character back. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the fact that I can kill this guy and he'll be fine makes it too easy because then I can almost kind of go in blindly and it doesn't matter. There's no consequence. I don't have to restart the level be- just because I lost someone. It's well, yeah, that guy got hurt a whole ton, but whatever. I still beat the level, and I'll get him back. No, I see where you're coming from. Because classic, for to me, it makes it, I feel like I'm almost doing a perfect run through of the game. But at the same time, if I've already beaten the game on hard in classic, it almost is like, well, if I'm going to do the hardest difficulty one, I just make it a little bit more fun for me instead of being like a complete sure. ball of stress. I wasn't saying it's a bad thing for you. I was just surprised you said that. Mm. Nathan. Has not played the game. I've not played the game. Uh, Fire Emblem's too hard, dude. Just don't do not do that. Just okay. stop it. Alright, this next one's from Joey. What do you guys think of the book Hyrule Historia? Having just been given an English translation copy came this week, and I'm loving it so far. 
Uh, have any of you guys bought it? And if so, what do you think? Also, I love your podcast. Thank you, John. I love the podcast, too. That says Joey. Joey. Well, I'm telling you, John. <laughs> yes, you said John. John, I love the podcast. I'm glad Joey. you I'm glad you like the podcast, Sean. We John tried and Joey really hard to make Jane a product. And Jasmine. All the J names. Jen. Well Jack, Jack Joey Jack is short earlier. for Joseph. Yeah. Josephine. Yeah. Okay. Have any of you guys looked into Hyrule Historia? No. Uh a friend of mine has a couple copies for sale. Okay. Nathan, do you know what this is? Uh, not uh, like I maybe I've heard of it, but I I can't really nail it. This down is the book know. that had the official, the quote unquote official Zelda timeline. Oh, okay. It's like okay. it's like the Zelda encyclopedia kind of. It's like coffee table book or something, or yeah. Okay. Uh, is it pretty? So you get like the big book of Marvel characters, but this is for Zelda. And every single game's in there. They got Majora's Mask. I can read up on my facts about the moon. Correct. Cool. All right. Like it has like concept art and everything, from what I remember. It like portable. I haven't looked everything. into it either, but I've been hearing good things about. You know, kind of what's in there and how it looks. C- CDI or whatever, Phillips, whatever is that? Probably not. Oh, okay. Probably not. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't put looked too much into it, but I probably should. How much is this um, thing? Is it, how's this tome? How much does it cost? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That I up. don't know the price. Uh, I know my my buddy Dan is selling a copy. So okay. If you can't find it online anywhere, he can probably help you out. Well, I'm just, I, I want to see, you know, what we're looking at. I don't even know what it is, but okay. All right, while you're looking it up, I'm going to read this next and last email. Okay. This is by Kyle. Oh, this hey, we were talking about that actual... name earlier, so good job, yeah, Kyle. And this is an actual uh, an email, now that I remember. I think, I think the Joey one as well. Anyway, from Kyle. You guys were discussing the characters you'd like to see in the Wii U Smash Bros. game, but kept mentioning new or Japanese-only IP. I'm sick of seeing new or Japanese-only IP in Smash Bros. Oh, wait, maybe I may have written this down wrong. Anyway, Nintendo needs to bring in some classic characters. So how about some love for classic franchises? What old IP would you like to see represented in in Smash Bros. Wii U? Personally, he would like to see Lil Mac, Ridley, Mike Jones, and King K. Rule... And maybe that one dude from Kung Fu who gets no love. Uh, his name's Thomas. Thomas. Okay. Uh, I think the Kung Fu license is owned by... Was owned by Technos, because... Was it Technos? I believe some other company but Nintendo owns Kung Fu like license, so I don't know if they can get Thomas. Mm. Uh, Mike Jones, like, there hasn't been a new Star Trophics game since the NES, so I don't think so. I wasn't sure I who that was. I think Little Mac is a, is a good choice. He's been well, on I mean, they did have, he was an assist trophy. He, he, I was going to say, however, he's an assist trophy, and there's a bunch of assist trophies that I would have loved to have as characters, so I feel picking that is, like, unfair. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if we're going to go with assist trophies. Or something, or, you know, it's like, you know, thanks for helping out as an assist trophy, now you're, you know, hitting the stage. You're the main guy. Yeah. Like, if we're going to do assist trophies, then I want uh, Isaac from Golden Sun. Yeah, I want, I want Isaac. I want Little right. Mac. I want Saki from Sin is Punishment. I really I like want Waluigi. Lin. Oh, yeah, Waluigi. There you go. I want Lynn, sure. Let's add some more Fire Emblem in there. Yeah. Get Add some more female characters. I mean, it, these okay, are Japanese always, games, but okay, what about... This isn't classic, but I've always wanted Crystal in there. Mm-hmm. But, okay, we need to pick classic. So, oh, but dude, well, I mean, let it depends me say, on what you consider. Let me some say some modern ones though. I want like Doctor Crygore, Cat and I, Anna. You know I want saying? Advance Wars, WarioWare. Okay, let me play as Max. Advanced I'd be Wars. set. Give me Max or Andy. There you go. Okay, some of the generals. Uh, who else? He brings up Ridley, which 
I don't know how they'd pull that off. If they could pull it off, I'd be down for having Ridley. But I mean, he was—he was already a boss in story mode, and he was pretty gigantic in that. You just kind of make him smaller, and he'd be kind of—he would look kind of like Mewtwo. Mm, maybe I don't know. You play as. I feel like because he's a flying character, like almost predominantly, he wouldn't be that good for running around and the well, tight fighting. No, he, I think it would work like like Pit was a flyer. Not really. Fly. Well, he could fly, so I'm assuming you would just fly at some points. But Pitt, yeah, Pitt was known for predominantly not flying for 90% of his games. Mewtwo kind of hovered, didn't he? No, well, he like he floated along the ground. Maybe so that's I, what Ridley would do. I don't know. I don't know. If, if they could pull it off, then yes, I would love to have Ridley as a character. I mean, like, well, when you say pull like more classic characters, like what exactly are you talking about? A lot of like the main Nintendo IPs that are considered classics are hit unless you're going crazy obscure. I think he's thinking more obscure or something. Well, he, Little Mac's not super obscure, but I think we got to like limit this to like if okay, pick any characters you would love from like the NES or SNES. See, cuz every character I think of from the NES is either not Nintendo or is already in the game. Like I was going to say Ice Climbers, but they've been in it since Melee. Yeah. Right. I mean, they pulled in Snake, so it doesn't have to be a Nintendo character. Well, then Ryu Hayabusa. There Ryu Hayabusa. Like a balloon fight thing? Balloon fight guy. Yeah, actually, yeah, because there wasn't even an assist trophy for balloon fight, was there? I feel like what kind of attacks would a guy on a balloon have, though? He kind of floats down onto you. Yeah. What yeah, series are already in there that don't really have their villains represented? Or, like, have a villain that could be put in there? Cave Rule is one of the bigger ones. What about that dude Samurai from Captain Falcon's Bruddy or whatever? Oh, Samurai Guerrero? Yeah, he's an assist trophy as well. Yeah, so promote. I haven't his... played a ton of Donkey Kong games. Who's his villain? Uh, that's King K. Rule in the country games, and then the latest one, I can't remember the name, but they're like a tiki mask. Okay. Oh, who's Donkey Kong's villain? I'm Mario. See? <laughs> that too, yes. Oh, okay. He's that too. There. Sorry. I, I want Donkey Kong Jr. math in there. So you have to fight as the numbers from Donkey Kong Jr. math. So math as a character. I want yeah. I want math as a character. I want the giant head from Brain Age. I we did yeah. I think we mentioned that. That last should time. be a dude yeah. Because you thought point. it was Andros. I was thinking of like yes, new yes. Nintendo IPs that they. But could you can't put go in there. DS. That's not classic. Get some Picross business in there. Is there a Picross stage? You should fight no. on a Picross stage. Think about there that. There is a. Uh, I agree. Picross would be pretty sweet. There is a Picto Chat stage. So, but I would lo- I'd love some Picross representation too. Mm-hmm. Are there any sports? I'm just dudes? thinking like um, this isn't classic again, but um, Tom Nook. Yeah, he's a tough dude. He's a boss. He'll mess Animal you up. Crossing characters because he's the kingpin of the town. So see, every time I look at it, he's got I'm iron. Looking at my Nintendo wall here right now, and everything here that I'm like, oh, that's a good choice, is not Nintendo made. Because I'm like, oh, the Simon Belmont. No, but we just Konami. tapped into Animal Crossing, so you got KK like KK Slider. You know, the KK Slider's got to uh, put down all the hot jams for the rest of the stages. Yeah, he sits in the background, right. plays songs, and then he'll punch you. Like, I wouldn't mind Arthur, but he's from Ghosts and Goblins. That's Capcom. Get Capcom on the phone. Get that happening. Make that happen. The dude from Faxanadu. There you go. Mm-hmm. The Time Lord. Karnov. Karnov. Kabuki Quantum Fighter. That oh, that is actually Nintendo. That's Hal. Same with Lolo and Lala. The Prince of Persia. I don't know who like, any of these are. Prince of Persia, you should just be in there. Get him, you know. Get... <laughs> just uses the sands of time, completely messes up the fight mechanics. Yeah. Rocky. That would be dope. <laughs> Tetris blocks. Okay, I've mentioned this before, though. Like, if we're going to phone Capcom, beautiful Joe. But, yeah. 
I feel like it would be Mega Man well before it would be Joe, but I wouldn't mind Joe, especially considering they started on the GameCube. And they had that I feel Red like it would Hot even Rumble. Be Zero before it would be Joe. Well, so you'd get multiple Mega Man characters before you get Beautiful Joe? I think so. Can I point out how many Star Fox characters there are? Yeah. That are Go ahead and almost point. the exact same. Okay. Their moves are their moves are fundamentally similar. Hmm. I'm out of. I'm looking at my shelf. Yeah, I, I think that's about that. That's gonna about do it. Vice from Skies of Arcadia. Hard. There, done. <laughs> Sega. All right, that's gonna do it. Um, Games of the week. Remember, wait, we're not there yet. Okay. Remember, everyone, listeners at home, send in a question, t- top down perspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast on Twitter, or the Facebook group, top down perspective, and feel free to do all those respective. Boosts, boosts. Yeah, like you know. Thank you for asking, Nathan. Okay. Like an iTunes review. Oh, okay. <laughs> or a like on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter. Mm, subtly. There we go. Yep. And this All book right, isn't as expensive as I thought. Of so. the week. Okay. Sorry. Fire Emblem. Fire, Fire Emblem Awakening. Okay, I'm gonna go with a scapegoat. Because I like Aquaria, but I haven't gotten far enough yet, and I finished the scapegoat and thought it was cool, and it's like a dollar, so you should check that out. Magical I'm gonna go with being. Nino Cooney again. All right. I didn't really play enough Fire Emblem, and like I put like 18 hours into <laughs> Nino Cooney. I, I, this I week. almost feel bad saying Fire Emblem compared to Parasite Eve because Parasite Eve was pretty unique, mm-hmm. and Fire Emblem's the continuation of a series. But I'm really enjoying Fire Emblem. That's fine, but you only get to pick one. Yeah. I'll, All right. I will. I will stick with Fire Emblem. All right. Yes. All right. Parasite Eve is also very good. Take that square. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's gonna do it this week. We'll be back next week. Or will we? Yeah. This book's only twenty three dollars. So check it out.